0: Morning, everybody. It's your girl Super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters, and it is a beautiful Sunday. Whether it's raining or shining, it's always beautiful. And live in the studio, I am honored to meet and introduce the president of Saint Thomas University, Mr. David Armstrong. Good morning. Good morning,
1: Super Cindy. Great to see you. Thanks yes. for having me on.
0: How are you feeling on this Sunday?
1: It's a beautiful Sunday <laughs> in Florida. You got to remember, I came from Cleveland, Ohio, so okay. every, every day, day in beautiful. South Florida is beautiful. I. I People said, "You know, Dave, we never thought you lived that far south." I said, "I've had enough winters to last a lifetime, okay. so I'm good. Enough, I'm, good. I'm happy to be here. Snow
0: off the driveway. That's right. And all I am that. so happy to be here." <laughs> so let's speaking of. Um, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. You said Cleveland, Ohio, right? That's right. Yes. How does, how, okay, give us a little bit of background about yourself. Sure. Who is David Armstrong?
1: Well, thanks for asking that question. I, of course, you know, typical president and lawyer and football coach. I love talking about myself. Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, born and raised in Cleveland, a uh, family of seven. Wow. Uh, my mom and dad uh, actually grew up in the toughest parts of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a first-generation college student. Congratulations. My parents did not go to college, mm-hmm. uh, but they believed in education. In the seven, uh, what number are you? So that's a great question. So uh, there were five boys, uh-huh. then two girls. Oh. So by number, I am not the middle child, but by circumstance, I was. Because my brothers beat the heck out of me. I couldn't touch my <laughs> sisters. I was the baby boy of the five. Oh. And I'm so, the baby um, of my family,
0: so I get are it. You, how,
1: many, how many kids in yours? Just three. Okay.
0: <laughs> but it was enough. I got hand-me-downs from my sister and beat up by my brother. You know, it's funny.
1: <laughs> I actually decided to get into weights and get bigger and stronger. Because of that. Because I was tired of wearing my brother's hand-me-downs that were like five, six, seven oh. years out of date. Oh. So I finally said, I'm just going to get bigger than them and okay. I forced my parents to buy me clothes, and that's, <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah, worked out real well. But my parents made great sacrifices to send us all to Catholic uh, grade school, mm-hmm. Catholic high school. Four of us through Catholic college. Mm-hmm. Two of us is going on to earn uh, advanced degrees. I have a law degree uh, from Cleveland Marshall, Cleveland State University. Um, I want to be a lawyer my whole life. You know, mm-hmm. I used to read about the U.S. presidents, and yes. a lot of them were lawyers. And I thought, well, if I want to be the U.S. president, i got to be a lawyer. I've got to be a lawyer. <laughs> so I dedicated my life academically to that, and uh, but a kind of a typical in life. A funny mm-hmm. thing happened on the way to that plan. While I was in law school uh, at Cleveland, uh, I went to college at Mercyhurst College in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is now Mercyhurst University mm-hmm. Catholic School. And I met my beautiful wife there, and I brought in one of my older brothers with me. We played football there. And my youngest sister actually went there on a soccer scholarship eventually. But I came back home to go to law school, and my high school coach Asked me to come and coach high school football while I was in law school.
0: Wow. And coach
1: the freshman team. And and I got paid 600 bucks. And I figured I could pay for my law school books. Hello. (laughs) And so even though I was busy as heck, uh, it was a wonderful experience. And eventually I got a job as uh, a legal intern in the city of Lakewood, Ohio, which is the biggest suburb on the west side of Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Cleveland and uh worked in the prosecutor's office and so i had over 70 trials in, in ohio you can do that while you're in law school oh, yeah. i had over 70 trials so i was putting people in jail every day and and
0: school work? and
1: schoolwork, and coaching <laughs> and um did you have
0: a twin brother i forgot to ask you know How i tell you, you that?
1: And, and then i was running nuts and bolts for my brother's business on my days off so Whoa. it was uh, it, it was a busy time <laughs> it was a busy time but what i learned is is i thought i was having an impact on in society as a prosecutor but in reality i was seeing seeing people over and over again not making an impact mm-hmm. but as a coach I was making a difference. Okay. And so I decided I had three legal offers on the table uh, after law school, took the Ohio bar exam, and then chucked it all and went and coached college football for nothing. I was a, I was a volunteer football coach. Did
0: your, was she your girlfriend or your fiance at the time or your family? They're like, are you uh, crazy? So that's funny <laughs> that you said that
1: because you actually took my punchline. <laughs> I could still hear my mother screaming at me today when I made that decision. And so, because wow. I was going to be the first professional in the family. You know, mm. my, my parents were the oldest in their family, and so out of all the, the cousins and all that kind of stuff, nephews and nieces, I was going to be the first professional. And so uh, my mother was none too happy. I did pass the Ohio Bar exam. I did do stuff on the side because I always like driving a nicer car than a a, a poor coach. (laughs) Uh, But I coached uh, at my alma mater for seven years. But I took a lot of administrative jobs in order to pay for my law school loans and things like that. And that actually led me on the path to become a college president because I had worked in so many divisions and so many aspects of a college. <laughs> when I interviewed for my first president's job, mm-hmm. I was able to say that I had either worked in or supervised every single aspect of a college campus okay, from so maintenance all the way up. And so uh, it was a great experience. So after seven years at Mercyhurst, they wanted to make me a full-time fundraiser and mm-hmm. get me out of football. And I was not ready for that. And I wanted to become a head college football coach. And so I took a job as the head football coach at Keel College in Greenville, PA. It was a small faith-based Lutheran school. Okay. Uh, it was the worst program in the country at the time. They hadn't won a game in three years. Mm. Uh, I won my first game as head hey. coach. I should have retired right there.
0: Because <laughs> that was the end of the road. <laughs> that's right. <Should've> <laughs> won, won. That's should have dropped the mic. But one. That's all that right. matters. I should have dropped
1: the mic and walked out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was, uh, it was a wonderful experience. We turned around the football program, but not enough for me to keep my job. But I became <laughs> the athletic director at the school. We ended up having great success with that. Eventually, a new president came in. He made me the VP for enrollment interim VP or dean of enrollment. And we had a lot of success there. He actually offered me the VP job twice. I turned it down twice. That's another lesson. Never do that. (laughs) Never turn down your president. Uh, But after five years, it was time for me to leave. I went back home to Cleveland, was an athletic director at a a Catholic high school, actually the Catholic high school my parents went to. Mm -hmm. And, um, And then two years there, one of my mentors from Mercyhurst, and this is a great lesson for all the younger people out there, is it's important what you know. But in the end, it's more important to who you know.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I've only done. Two resumes in my life, three now for St. Thomas, because mm-hmm. every job I've, I've I've been offered has been because someone knew me and, and knew my work ethic you. and what yeah. I've done. And so Andy Roth, a, a gentleman who I knew at Mercyhurst, became the president at Notre Dame College in Cleveland. And I was in Cleveland at the time, and he brought me on as his dean of admissions. And it was the smallest private college in Ohio. It almost closed a couple years before, and we took it from the smallest private college in Ohio to the fastest growing in the country of its kind and baccalaureate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I was in charge of the enrollment side, and I learned so many lessons from him and his mentor, Dr. Garvey, who was at Mercyhurst. And so there's a certain way that we can grow these smaller faith-based schools. That's actually a very conservative approach, but very successful approach. A lot of people want to say, build it and they will come. You know, Mm -hmm. let's take out big loans and build build big buildings and we'll fill them. And sometimes that doesn't work and then you're out of luck. Yeah. And now you have a big debt and you you don't have students. You
0: can't recoup from
1: it. Right. So what we do is we create a dream. Mm -hmm. Sell that dream and then bring the students in who believe in that dream and then we fund it through operations to a point where then we can start building things So for us at St. Thomas University, uh, you know, this past week, we had a huge announcement that we're starting football at St. Thomas University Yes,
0: congratulations We're in Miami, we're in South Florida That's what I'm saying, yes And, and, And what is, what are your names?
1: So we are the Bobcats.
0: Hey, how do you decide what animal to pick?
1: You or know, what I mean? wasn't here when they did it, but I guess there are Bobcats in Florida, here somewhere. Uh, but it's a little ferocious cat, so we'll take that. And then we're also going to start marching band.
0: Oh, that's big. And again,
1: we're in Florida, so it's it's only a natural. I've built two previous uh, marching bands at two previous colleges I've been, Mm -hmm. and it just brings so much community spirit and and excitement and life, you know, the sounds of fall. And, you know, I've been in the coaching business for a long time, started programs. Everyone in the country Mm -hmm. comes to recruit South Florida.
0: It is is the Mecca of football. So
1: every school, no matter what division, no matter what level, scholarship, non-scholarship, everyone comes to to South Florida. And what happens is a lot of times these, these students go off to these places in the middle of nowhere up north and they don't have a great time and they miss their families and they come back. We're going to give them the opportunity to play small that college football here.
0: Awesome, having
1: their families behind them, having their families support them, come to the and get an excellent education. That's come right. Come
0: bring cooked, home cooked food. <laughs> I am a tailgate guy. We're going to have
1: big, big tailgates. We're oh, going to have a lot so of fun. Exciting. Yeah. So it was, it was a great time. So, so after. Um, uh, my time at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. I my boss was going to retire. He says, Dave, I, I'm going to anoint you, but I can't appoint you. You need to learn how to do a presidential search process. He goes, you'll never get a job on your first try. I know these people at Thomas More in Kentucky that are doing the search. Let's get you in there. You can practice. Okay. Well, five years later, after being a president there for five years, I'm now at my second presidency at St. Thomas. So, um,
0: What does that mean? Not to interrupt your story. What does sure, that mean, no. being the president of a college? Like, being a president of St. Thomas University, what is your job? Like, what do you you have to do? Everything? (laughs) uh, Yes.
1: So, um, (laughs) without – to tell the audience, I look like Brad Pitt. So, I'm saying that because my next story is being a college president is like being on top of a flagpole naked. Whoa. Okay? You're Meaning just what? up there. It, just... There's so many things that are out there that you are responsible for that you have to take. Mm. Things that you don't even know you obviously have to take responsible responsibility for <laughs> yeah. because you're the leader. Mm. So I am in. I'm the CEO of the university. That means I'm in charge of every aspect of the university as it comes to accreditation, following its policies and procedures, enrollment goals, fundraising goals, the academic uh, success of its students, graduation rates. You know everything that you can imagine that happens mm. at you know. Maintenance, picking up, I pick up litter, you know, whatever I have to do to advance my institution. And in the end, for us, we're a mission centric institution. Yes. So everything we do is about the mission, and I, as the president, am the first line responsible. To have the institution follow its mission, and that's what we're accredited on. This yeah. uh, SACCOC is our accrediting body uh, in the South, and we have to follow our mission. Our mission, Saint Thomas University, is a Catholic institution mm-hmm. with rich cultural and uh, international diversity, committed to the success, academic and professional success of its students who go on to become ethical leaders in a global community.
0: I love that mission. That's who we are. And, and I also just read here that that. Um, St. Thomas University is the only Catholic archdiocese. Ar, di, Archdiocesan. Can, yes, thank you. <laughs> Sponsored <laughs> university in Florida.
1: Absolutely. So there's only eight diocesan Catholic colleges in the country now. Mm-hmm. There used to be more. Uh, what that means is, is we follow the teachings of the local bishop. Mm-hmm. So Archbishop Wensky is our Archbishop, and so we follow his teachings. He's on our board. Um, it, it, let's say we weren't to exist tomorrow everything would revert back to the diocese, okay, okay the archdiocese. Mm-hmm. That is a differentiator for us. That makes us different. It even makes us different than other Catholic institutions. Mm-hmm. And so everything we do has to be about that mission Yeah. because it starts with our archdiocese. And so um, I tell people all the time, you know, we, we have a great burden. We stand on the shoulders of, of all those giants who came before us Mm -hmm. and we have a responsibility and what I like to bring to the table, you know, like the movie taken with Liam Neeson, I have a certain set of
0: skills (laughs) that I
1: bring to the table, which is to grow enrollment and fundraising and bring resources Mm -hmm. to our excellent faculty and students and our trustees so that we can live the mission. That's what we want to do.
0: So I saw that the um, football and marching band um, program starts in spring of 2019 So, at what point do you start getting the students that are going to be playing and in the in the band? Like, how does that work? When do you start? Well,
1: we say spring nineteen, but in reality, it's fall nineteen. We have a full varsity schedule for fall nineteen. The marching band will march in fall nineteen. The reason why we say spring is we're going to start recruiting now for students to come in at midterm Mm -hmm. and we are going to hire our coaches. We'll announce that hopefully in October, but they will be full time on staff on December 1st. And we want them to bring in a core group of students who can have spring practice. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that's why we say spring 19. That's what I I get. Yeah. But the full varsity schedule will be in Mm -hmm. fall 19 marching band. That's a little bit. uh, So our goal is to bring in a hundred students for the first varsity season. Mm -hmm. Our goal at midterm time is to bring in at least 20, but we think we can bring in more at midterm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And especially with the coaches, I believe that I'm going to hire. They have great experience in building programs. Uh, And so, uh, and I actually hired the marching band guy already. He was, he was with me at Thomas Moore college. Okay, Uh, He was our, my director. Director of choirs there, and he was the assistant director of the band. And Ken Carr is his name. He's extremely talented, uh, and we're gonna, I'm going to bring him on. He'll be here mid September, okay. so we'll start recruiting now uh, for the marching band and so the choirs. So it means
0: that people who are seniors this year—that's not who's going to be playing, right? Because you've already—or yes.
1: It could be a senior who chose not to start college yet. Okay. Or it could be a transfer.
0: Okay, that's what I was going to say. So, like how, yeah, uh,
1: on your radio station, we'll have transfer commercials. <laughs> hey. It,
0: <if> you need <laughs> me to voice it, I can voice it for you. Oh, <laughs> you have
1: a beautiful voice. But like I said, I have the face for radio. You could be on TV too.
0: <laughs> Thanks. So,. What okay, so now what does having a football program and a marching band program bring to Saint Thomas University now? Like what changes? Are there enough dorm rooms there? Like how does this work? That's a great question. No, there's not. So, oh, so, so you, I I have a
1: company coming in to look at our campus on uh, Tuesday of next Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. Uh-huh. Uh, some great connections that I have. I was I just built four new buildings at my previous place that okay. opened this fall. One of them is a residence hall. Mm-hmm. First time that they built a residence hall since 2001. So we we have a, a residence hall that uh, needs some work. We think we can re profit that, and put and that'll be for next fall. And then hopefully build another one next fall after that, and hopefully build another one next fall after that. So we we will start setting about those plans. We also are working uh, on raising money for a new school of business. Okay. Uh, the Gus awesome. Machado School of Business. Gus and, Machado. He's, yes. like
0: he's like a legend in South Florida.
1: He's a wonderful man. I've got to know him awesome. already in my only my 20 30 days mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is an awesome guy. Awesome family his wife Lillian And Victor Benitez, his manager, they're just Mm -hmm. wonderful people. And uh, we need to get that building built because he gave us the biggest gift for that building.
0: Oh, awesome. And And that uh, will bring a lot of new students, too. Absolutely. And, again, it
1: gives us that space that we need Mm -hmm. and uh, capacity that we can fill. And... um, we also started a nursing program a couple years ago. Okay. Monsignor Casal, who mm-hmm. did a wonderful job at St. Thomas University for 27 years. Mm-hmm. I have very big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started nursing, and that's growing. We need a new nursing building. And so uh, we have some ideas, and we're, we're, we're going to be actively looking for partners. Uh, people who we can give a mutual benefit to, Mm -hmm. to help invest in us, and then we can give them a return on their investment. Uh, And that's what it's all about when it's all said and done. The return on investment is this, is for us to be able to grow programs so we can fill their workforce needs, and here's the key, with excellent leaders, the leaders that we graduate from a faith-based, values-based institution.
0: That's awesome. And where's the home field for your football? Is there a field on St. Thomas? I don't No, know.
1: but we are connected to an archdiocese in high school called Monsignor Pace.
0: Oh, okay, so Pace. So okay.
1: we are in uh, negotiations with them to use their facilities and or improve on the facilities and maybe even share facilities. Okay. Wonderful people. Uh, uh, Anna Rodriguez, the uh, um, uh, principal there, Just they're just wonderful people. And um, so we're talking with them, and we're hopefully going to get something happening soon.
0: So I'm a am a woman, and yeah, I like football. I watch TV, Dolphins fins up, but like <laughs> this this might be sound like a crazy question, but who's in charge of picking? Like, do you guys have your colors and your uniforms already? Like, what does the look look like? <laughs> and are you gonna have cheerleaders or no? Or Absolutely, dudes?
1: we actually have phenomenal. Oh. So we have oh. men's and women's basketball. We have men's and women's soccer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We have volleyball. <laughs> oh yeah, we have a, a great baseball program, softball program, um, track and field, cross country. So, so we,
0: football's just. Adding Just adding
1: to the wonderful Bobcat already. Nation that we already have. Oh, okay. We have a phenomenal dance team and cheerleading. Mm. They were all there yesterday, and it was <laughs> spectacular. We have the Bobcat mascot running around, oh, and so cool. uh, yeah. And our colors are uh, navy blue and burgundy. Okay, that Which are work. kind of in unique colors, mm-hmm. and then we have complementary colors with a lighter blue and some gray and things like that. But uh, it's uh, yesterday or uh, uh, last week when we did this. Uh, the spirit was spectacular. You know, we had so many students there, so many of our trustees. Uh, A lot of Miami Dolphins were there because Miami Dolphins used to practice at St. Thomas University from 70 to 92. So the undefeated team practiced at St. St. Thomas University. I actually, I'll take a short aside. Dick Anderson was there, Mm -hmm. okay, as one of the Miami Dolphin alumni uh, at our event. And I told him, I said, Dick, you don't know this, but you made me cry Christmas (laughs) Eve, 1971. And he's like, yeah, when we beat the Browns, because you know I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> I go, yes. I said I cried all night. I said because I was, I Thanks was, a lot, I was at the age of uh, second grade. I was in first grade, second grade when I first started really liking the Browns, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he made me cry all night. And you know what he said? He goes, good, a true good <laughs> Hall it. of Famer, you know, a true good uh, Super Bowl winner. He said, good, yeah, get over it, kid. But um, it was awesome. so great to we had Jason Taylor there, OJ McDuffie, who's actually a Cleveland guy. Um, we hey, had Sam Madison. You know, he's a great guy.
0: Hey, Sam Um,
1: Larry little, I got to, we have a picture of me. I mean, you talk about a a little kid at Christmas Uh as a lineman. I got to square off against Larry little on the stage and they took a picture. Whoa. I mean,
0: are you, are you framing that in, oh, and framing gosh. it? Oh, my gosh.
1: Just unbelievable. And so it, it was just awesome to have all those people there supporting us. Mayor Oliver Gilbert from Miami yes. Gardens was there. He, he's great. He had some uh, unbelievable comments for us about building community. That's what yeah, we want to do. It's not just about St. Thomas University. It's
0: the community It's about it Monsignor it's
1: Pace. It's about Miami yes. Gardens. Miami Gardens has one of the best youth football programs in the country. Yes. You know, it's about supporting them because – in the end, all those things, football, marching band, you know, what we learn in the class obviously is important the knowledge and the acumen and having uh, the ability to go out and do something with skill. All those other characteristics, though, a lot of those happen outside of the classroom and character formation, character building mm-hmm. teams and, and entities. Marching band is like that. Football is like that. Basketball is like that. Like Baseball their is like that. They're yeah. And, you, and yeah. You, the skills that I learned as a football player the skills I use every day as a college president. Mm-hmm. You know, hard work. Discipline, a positive attitude, uh, attitude of gratitude, uh, color blindness, okay, okay, teamwork. Yes, are these not the virtues that we need in this country today? Hello, yes. So when people say, "Well, you know, should my kid play football?" Yes,
0: because <laughs> for all, all these those virtues, yeah. that's yeah. why you want to do it. It's not just about the game. It's that's about right. What
1: it's a, it's all the, the other things. Brings, that's right. Yeah. I mean, the amount of time you spend in the game, it, they actually figure this out in football. Mm-hmm is actually playing six minutes of actual (laughs) activity. Okay. So all that you do that whole week leads to six Six minutes. minutes. So it's not about the six minutes is fun. That's a culmination, Mm -hmm. but where you learn everything is in everything outside of those six minutes.
0: I love that. You know what? Um, Mr. Armstrong, the new president of St. Thomas, if people are interested in, Going to the campus and finding out about enrolling their child, not necessarily for the football, but just for the academic part of the school, or even finding more information about football and all the new programs that we're trying to build, where should they go?
1: The best thing to do is go to www.stu.edu.
0: Okay, and you will get stu.edu. Real
1: easy. Now, if they want to know what I'm doing on a daily basis uh-huh. all day, go to ST, uh, stu stuprez on Twitter and is all the other P-R-E-S things. P-R-E-S or Z? P-R-E-Z.
0: Okay. P
1: R E Z. And so uh, you'll find out exactly what I'm doing all the time.
0: Oh, so on Twitter, it's S <laughs> T U P R E Z. Yep,
1: S T U P R E Z. S T U awesome. Press.
0: I just want to thank you, your energy, and I could just imagine the life that you're bringing to the school and the energy because when I did, I told you I visited the school a couple years ago and the students were awesome, exciting, but I just know what you're bringing to the table just for, for what you brought into the studio this morning. I can tell St. Thomas is going to be a school that is only going up, up, up.
1: It's a wonderful place. But, you know, what What I said uh, last week was mm-hmm. every great American city mm-hmm. has a great Catholic university. Yes. We want to strive to be that great Catholic university for Miami. Miami, you know, when you you go around the world, you say Florida, people may or may not know. You mm-hmm. say Miami, they know. And we want to be that great Catholic University for the Great City of uh, Miami. And to me Miami is the quintessential American city.
0: Exactly. This
1: is America.
0: Yeah, melting pot of That's right. And St.
1: Thomas University the same way it was founded in uh, Havana, Cuba. It was thrown out of Cuba. It was founded in, yes, in, in 1946. Havana, Didn't
0: know yes, that.
1: Yes. St the uh, Thomas uh, t- Thomas Villanueva Okay, Okay. and then they were thrown out with the Castro government, just Mm -hmm. like a lot of our citizens here in South Florida. Mm -hmm. And then it started as uh, they restarted as Biscayne College in 1961. And then it became St. Thomas University in 1988. And uh, we are we are this community. And uh, we want to make sure that we are giving back to that community and being a part of it and making the people in this region proud that St. Thomas University is here.
0: Mr. Armstrong, David, it was a pleasure meeting you, the president of St. Thomas University. I want everyone right now to go to stu.edu to find out about the football program, the marching band program, everything that the school has going on. And when you have fundraisers, make sure you contact us so we can help you promote it, go attend and support. You're going to be you're going to be
1: at our first tailgate
0: hey
1: we're gonna have some fun chicken wings hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're you're a woman after my own heart
0: <laughs> your girl super cindy community matters 99 jams And now I have some community news announcements. Julia's Kids and the City of North Miami present the second annual kickball tournament. It's all happening Saturday, September 8th from noon to 4 p.m. at Pepper Park. That's located at 1255 Northwest 135th Street. It's free entry. And like I said, it's happening from noon to 4 p.m. For more information, you can contact Cedric Dawkins at Freeze Frame Marketing for your teams and vendor information at 305 804-4287. 804-4287. If you want to be a food vendor out there, if you want to DJ the event, call 305 305- And in other community news, Cox Media Group Miami is sponsoring a blood drive to raise awareness of the crucial need for blood donations to sustain the lives of patients like Miami Lakes resident, Leah Otnot, who is fighting sickle cell disease. The Sickle Cell Awareness Blood Drive is taking place Thursday, September 20th, right here at well, it's happening at various locations but one of the locations include right here, the Cox Media Group 99 Jam Studios, um, the Richard E. Gerstein Justice Building, Walmart in Miami Gardens, and Westland Mall. For more information, you can visit oneblood.org sickle or call 888-9-DONATE. That's 888-936-6283. Those are your community announcements. We'll be coming back with more Community Matters right after this.